0: Episode 226 of the Loud and Proud podcast. It's good to be back. This is the first free podcast of the year. I'm going to break down the Kildare game for you so you don't have to sign up and listen. But maybe you might after listening to it. I have that and a whole lot more. But first, Oasis. Yeah, it's nice to get a little, it's nice to be back. It's nice to get a little win, two wins in a week. Yeah, less than a week I suppose you could say, um, a hectic week though, um, being back, two games in, two wins in, ten debutants later, thought it was eight, then it was nine, then it was ten from yesterday, I'll be in a rookie report, that'll be a Friday, we'll be talking about the cuts, you should actually listen to the under 20 squad and the full loud squad, I have it up, I went through every player on it as well so sign up and get to that patreon.com forward slash loud and proud but you can just imagine the motions of the players and their families getting their debuts uh, get players getting back into it, you have different sort of players different sort of levels but then you're getting pleasantly surprised like I said you have Dickie Bourne, he's one of those what would you say, familiar faces but in a, in a different uh, particular spot altogether he's now in goals um, Dan Corcoran, Peter Lynch, Alan Connor. Peter Lynch made his finally made his debut of full fullback for Loud. Um Leno Gray, right half; Kieran Murphy, the half; and Colin McKeever, left half. Casey and Conor Early, not Dermot Early, uh, Conor Early in, in Newbridge. Probably the last Early to play, the uh, most recent Early to play in Newbridge. And from down there's only um, ancestral relations there uh, between Dermot uh, and I must find that out Paul Matches Shane Matches 1T and 2Ts on the wings and Colin McCall on the 40 for his first start of the season Darren McConnan Sam Mulroy, and Conor Grimes made up the full forward line that's a good team that's a good attacking team it's a plenty of experience and it gives a lot of lads impact Those 5 changed from the other night if you didn't hear that podcast go back and let's do that win over Westmead Um. Lynch started the full back line and it uh, gets loads of work. Gets loads of ball. The way modern football is going, he he gets on a ton of possession. But <laughs> they run the pressure overall. We didn't score for the first 13 minutes. Um, came got McMonagle, some name. He got a couple of points from long distance. Really good scores from distance. And Aaron O'Neill, the goalkeeper that I wanted to start in the championship match for Kildare, he started, and he kicked two frees. The first free, um was the first score of the game. That put them 4-0 up. Our attacking play was bad. We weren't getting the ball the hand. We couldn't find Sam inside. Sam was getting blocked. We couldn't settle into the game. And we still stuck to our plan. We didn't concede any more. We stayed in the game, which is interesting. Um, because it kind of tore. It was similar to Dublin against Donegal. Like infamous game 2012. Yeah, 2012. We're doubly compared shooting the lights out against this mass defence and then slowly but surely Donegal got on top of them and got the momentum. That was the same as loud. Sam um, got a couple of frees to settle us. Connor gets a great score in the loop off Shane Matthews' assist. And then Sam levelled 22nd minute and then he pushes ahead in the 26th minute. Um, we did have a bit of a goal chance as well but that, uh, sorry they had a goal chance Um but we were very good in the counter attack. Paul Matthews, especially, he pushes six four ahead. O'Neill with a second free broke that momentum. But uh, Kieran Muffy came up the field, kicked a great score, and Darren McConnell made it eight five before the break. So, having been worried in the first few minutes, we just stormed in the last twenty minutes of the half. And, and we're looking at loud, We look. We do look like we've a lot of work done and I mentioned on the the, on the Patreon during the week we have a lot of work done between the years we're so well coached um, and, we're t- when, and that really works and focuses when tired legs, heavy pitch this time of year because we have an idea of what we're doing and then we have an idea of what to do when we do it so when we turn over teams we know exactly what we have to do and where we have to be that makes a hell of a lot of a difference on I mean, tired heads and nervous minds as well. A lot of debutants throughout the week, and then you know how to face that as well. If you're if you're if you're playing that way and you're going to be mirrored, you know how to break that down better. And we could see that the runs we make off the sidelines, off the touchlines, massively di- different compared to uh, compared to the, the level of opposition we're playing so far. But um, yeah, second half we come out. Couple of we didn't make any changes, they did. They hit the first two points of the, the second half to bring it back to a one point game, and then we were efficient. We were hit really good points, dice, trade-up, Slice through them, sliced through them. Casey Cullen on his left foot, McConnell on his left foot as well. And um, they I think the yeah, we gave away uh, was that the second Morning the the, the goal chance, they, they're 40 yards from Brandon Coffee, hit the butt of the post after. Um, he mislaid the pass out to Conor Mac on our uh, Dan Corcoran. But we respond. Attitude is right. And then outside the right boot, Leonard Gray fired over to me 11-7. Shane Matthews then gets a great score. Snaps off the point after a wonderful assist. Really clever hand pass over the top through the bodies by uh, Paul Matthews. That puts us 12-5 ahead. We had the lead looked fairly comfortable we knew what, what we were doing like I said threw a couple of subs on Jay Hughes uh, Peter McStraverick Jonathan Cummins three forwards come in um, in that time and then just um, just after that then Michael Joyce gets a goal uh, oh, was it Dan Cocker makes a great block on um, David Highland in his 100 cap Oh, Mick O'Grady sorry in his 100 cap for um, Kildare and we were uh we're still fairly comfortable, we knew what we had to do, we knew what we were at, we didn't panic, we still had to hang on and Jay Hughes really, uh, my veteran Jay Hughes, I'm going to have to give that during the week, but he really stood up, kicked a wonderful point, probably the best point of the game, just a whipping point, coming in off the right on the left foot again, that seems to be our area where we score, Cribbin gets a nice score with a hand pass in response but Jay Hughes hits a 45 you might have seen on my Instagram that put us 14-11 uh, one 14, 14 ahead and that turned out to be the winner because they, they came back with uh, Jimmy Highland free and Robinson this new player Jack Robinson probably have to look out for him he'd probably start in the National League he was very lively now at the bench he got the first score of the first half like I said but he's dangerous anytime he got the ball and yeah so we were getting huge turnovers and we, we were uh, battling very well And we showed a lot of character and a lot of resolve and it's just great to get in a way of victory. It's great to go down to Newbridge and get a win down there and kind of make Kildare think now the next time we play them and give a bit of belief to our players that we can do this. You know, it's not above us, especially after the switch to beating they gave us in that Tullamore game. So that's my kind of general thoughts on the game uh, and the hectic week that was. Um, Solid game against Westmead, more on the defensive side of things. Um, but Kildare, we really showed our attacking kind of mechanics and uh, working it out and getting really good scores, well-worked scores, not just off the cuff sort of efforts. Without like without without a lot of first start like like down's gonna have to come into that side. Craig Lennon um, starters from last season, Darren Alley, um, and a fully fit like um, Ryan Burns as well. They all have to come into this to come into the side as well. But a couple of those boys might have kept their place. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that during the week. Um, Josh Carson and just casting an eye on the other thing on the other side of things. With that win, we more or less have a, have a, I suppose there's, there's a. There's only three groups, so there's a, there's the best runner-up. Um, so we are going to play either Dublin or Offaly, whoever wins that game on Wednesday night, and we should take care of Wexford. It's down in Courtown Hollymount. It's Shell Shelmaliers Club, the Martins. People listening will want to be reminded of those, but that team, um, that's where we're going. I don't know how good of a set. Well, I actually do. I was there in holidays one year, um we didn't have a look at the pitch as you do, and I went in and had a look. and It doesn't seem to be much of a stand, it might have good lights, maybe that's why it's down there. But they're trying to push to get it somewhere more, maybe Abbottstown, something like that, more kind of kinder to traveling during the week. It might suit. Probably Wexford as well. They might have players in Dublin as well, maybe go to Abbottstown or something like that. Perfect surface. Not as taxing on the diesel and travel down during the week. So hopefully with we'll, more news on that during the week. But if we win, yeah, like I said, we could we get a real tasty battle with the dubs next weekend. So really looking forward to that. Um another news, uh Derry One today we'll be playing them. They they, they get a good win off Manor. This is kind of my NFL watch, my form guide. And um, the Dubs obviously won the beat Wicklow last Wednesday. Didn't play the weekend. Um, Clare had a close loss to Kerry. We'll be delving closer into, the, into Clare, their analysis shortly as well. Kildare huffed and puffed against us. They did show a lot of inexperience. They did they get a good win against Wexford during the week? So we'll we'll see. We won't we won't be too bothered over it. And um, Cork really hammered Kerry. That's worrying. Me, Drew, at least that's enlightening as well. Uh, and then Limerick had a big hammering over Waterford the new manager Ray Dempsey, they might Mike getting a bounce out of them. That is a little bit worrying as well. But overall, you can't not be positive with with, with the week to hand. You know, it's great to get the bodies out, get the get the wins, um, and look at oh, Mickey's probably targeting that game against Clare. You know, so we 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 kind of suffered to a, in a sense. Last year, by, by going out of the bowl Cup so early, leash well, I mean, so for Leash went end up going getting, debt, going, getting relegated, but the biggest the first round, our first three games are crucial, like, you know, because they're big, big four-pointers for us, you know, especially the, getting prime for that Clare game, and that'll be our intent, and maybe a good run into the bowl Cup will do that for us, another challenge game, another really good, good battle really high quality challenge match against Dublin could be massive for this for this team down the line so maybe that's the way Mickey's thinking Shetter uh, as well the uh, goalkeeping coach Steve Williams he's involved with Glenn uh, the Derry champions there in the All-Ireland final having beaten um, Mike Cullen or Mike Culline Jesus there they, they, they battled back and they would not relent against Glenn Glenn classy very efficient going forward got the goal at the right time after half time Um, Keneally kept kept them in touch but they just came up the field Warnock and um, cornerback Mulholland got great scores under pressure on the counter attack that's maybe what they would be looking to do to do in the National League as well you have to be efficient when you go up and we were in Newbridge there's loads of positions up for grabs I'll be picking my team as well Um, and maybe there's impact roles there from players as well so just looking at that and then Kilmacud ultimate club team uh, in, in terms, of, I know they've Shane Walsh and Paul Mannion and all that, but in terms of the, the rest of the other players, without Mannion today, they're so slight, they're so pacey, they they move the ball really well. Their skill set is so high, so it, it's just it's it's not all about big big player like they just move that ball. They're so uh, well coached, they're so it's probably coming the whole way up from underage, but really classy. Yeah. But in fairness, to Kieran Ratley they pull it up to them. And uh, with Kilmer- that seems to be their Achilles heel kind of slipping off towards the end of the game and not fully seeing the thing out. We've seen how much they got caught up by Kilku, and wonder will they, the fall to capture Glenn in the final in a fortnight's time. But anyway, yeah, no, I really enjoyed that, those two games today. And uh, really, like, great week, great week overall. It's great to be back. Great to be back talking about loud football again with, when there's plenty to talk about the interest around the players and the panels is great too and uh, proud moments for those 10 lads as well and there might be one more um or maybe two more we'll see well, I won't talk too, more, too much more about that but the rookie report like I said Friday we'll be doing a report and an update I, on Patreon now you get a match report on the whistle so there'll be a match report on the whistle from Wexford wherever it is um, and look at yeah, a World cup semi final next weekend. So we're building up to that and the whole national league. So a big month on January. We do sign up. Um, any interest out there? We should have a might. Uh, kind of. I think there's only one or two vacancies left on the managerial merry-go-round. Then it'll be all into the transfers. Uh, update my white. My white impression. So all that to come as well. But um, yeah, that's it. If anything I haven't thought of, do let me know. Uh, direct message me or email me, loudonpread.gmail.com. Um, really enjoying the crack, really enjoying the interest. Uh, it's just that interest which kind of you take a quiet time over Christmas and New Year's when you're not like in, te- in it and then you, you, you love talking about it. Then it's more what rare or like uh, the absence makes the heart grow fond. you seen that the crowd did the other night in Darver crowds all over the country going out to see games um, as well and you've seen the Foster beat the Meade champions David Clifford so it'll be a big big procession out to Crow Park next weekend, or whenever that whenever that game is um, so yeah it's all happening all football loads of talk this is this is the greatest this is the great time of year real hectic time of year real emotional time of year but it's real innocent and it's great and it, it's just it's what it's all about you know it's getting back out and meeting people meeting the community you haven't seen being appreciative of seeing them and then seeing football live football live action for the first time in a long time as well so that's that's all great so all positive for me at the moment um, you know yourself it could soon turn the weather might be absolutely scalding or pissing down on me on Wednesday and we'll have a, we'll have a, a giving out session or a rant for that or you know you never know um, a loss or you never know what could happen but so far, so good. Right, that's it. Great to be back. Episode 226 of the Lamehead Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And do sign up for more content January is the time to get in. Good luck. Bye-bye.